0: Welcome everybody to Podcasting for Christ. This is Evangelist Stacey Gibson with He's Got the Whole World in His Hands. Ministry and boy does he. Glory, hallelujah, praise be to God. I'm so glad to be back with you Uh, tonight's episode or today's episode. I'm actually doing this on a Sunday afternoon. I just got out of church, went to uh, uh, church and went and had something to eat and went and bought a few uh, groceries and everything and and I said, I'm going to go home and do my podcast. We're going to be looking at uh, the Statue of Empires tonight. We're going to be picking up our, our story, our study in the book of Daniel. Uh, so we're going to be in Daniel. Daniel going to be Daniel chapter 2, verse 31. Uh, I think that's where we left off. Uh, but we're going to be looking at the Statue of Empires uh, tonight, or today, <laughs> rather. And uh, glory, hallelujah, praise God. I'm going to grab some coffee here. And uh welcome to He's Got the Whole World in His Hands Ministry and praise the Lord. I am so glad uh that he does. Hold on one second here. Mm, I like to get that stuff before it gets really too cold. Uh Statue of Empires. Uh and the, we're gonna really focus, be focused on chapter uh Daniel chapter two, verse thirty-one here. And I'm let me go ahead and read this and then we'll get into some stuff. How about that? That sounds good. Uh, it says, uh Daniel chapter 2, verse 31 says, Thou, O king, sawest and behold a great image. This great image, whose brightness was excellent, stood before thee in the form thereof. Was terrible. Let's go to the Lord and pray. Dear God, I love you and I thank you, Father, dear God, for all your many wonderful blessings of life. Dear God, I encourage all the people to lift up their hands right now and praise the Lord, Father, dear God, because, dear Lord, we know that you inhabit the praise of your people. So holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, which is, which was, which is to come. Praise God, glory, hallelujah. Amen, glory, Hallelujah, praise God, dear God. I pray for all these listeners, Father, dear God. I pray to your Lord if they're lost, Father, dear God. That there be something I say uh, tonight or today, Father, dear God, that would. Uh bless them and encourage them to fall to their knees father dear god also pray for that backslider someone that you know that hasn't been to church in a while father dear god i pray dear lord that you'd get a hold of them dear god and convict them and help them to get right back in uh, the center of your will father dear god and for those dear god that are serving you dear god for those out there those pastors and preachers and everyone evangelists and everyone that is teaching bible prophecy dear god because i know i keep saying we're in the last days but now i've switched it we're in the last hour And dear Lord, believe me, I almost think we're in the last minutes. Uh, Father, dear God, and you know, uh, dear Lord, I know I look for your return any day now, Father, dear God, help us to live holy lives, Father, dear God. Help us to share the gospel truth with everybody we come in contact with, Father. And I love you, and I thank you, and I praise you. I thank you for that blood of Jesus that covers me. I thank you uh, that when you look at me, Father, dear God, that you don't see my sin, dear God, that you see the blood of Christ. that's uh, all covered me, Father, dear God, and I thank you for that, dear God. I know, dear God, I would ask right now that... that that, that I would decrease and that you would increase. I, I pray that the Holy Spirit will be the teacher, the preacher, the podcaster here tonight, Father dear God. And I love you and thank you and praise you for all you do in Jesus' name. In the name of Yahshua our Hamashiach, Christ the Lord. Amen. Amen. Glory, hallelujah. Praise be to God. Amen. Don't you just feel a little bit better? Amen. Now that you got some praise on, now that you got your got the got some prayer in, you know. And let me just encourage you now. I'm gonna go ahead and tell you. Uh, what you need to be doing right now is praying every day. If you're right now's the time to be praying, right now you need to be on your knees talking to God. Right now you need to be uh, listening to God. Right now you be, we need to be in God's Word. Uh, right now and now more than ever, I tell you, I encourage you to pray for Israel and all the things that are going on. And I I have a feeling that this is all. Uh, going to backfire soon, and I pray that the world's going to get tired of Israel bombing everybody and everything, they're going to start coming against Israel, and we know that anti-Semitism is already on the rise, and and I pray right now, Father, dear God, for Israel, Father, dear Lord, amen, glory, hallelujah, bless them and help them, I pray for the IDF, I pray for everything going on over there, and dear God, uh, help help them, you know, and and, and right now, uh, I want you to know that That I believe that, that anybody soon, that anybody that supports Israel is going to be the enemy as well. So we're going to look at that. Hey, I got a little note note here. Uh, something I found out. I did not know this. Did you know we just celebrated? Well, we didn't celebrate it, but we just had Friday the 13th. And I even mentioned something about that Friday. I said, boy, it's going to be a bad day, right? Friday the 13th. And someone else told me, well, if you're Christian, you don't have to worry about that. And I said, well, amen, praise God. I don't worry about that. Don't believe in any superstitions or anything. But I just found this out. I think it was Jack Hibbs, uh, him and his ministry and everything. But Friday the 13th was actually the day that the death angel went through Egypt. I thought that was interesting. I said, wow, that is good. The death angel went through Egypt. It was Friday the 13th. And we all know right now there was a movie out not too long ago. It was kind of a comedy about Saturday the 14th, right? And all the crazy stuff. But Saturday the 14th was actually a great victory. Also want to give you this right here. Uh, Genesis chapter six, verse 11 says the earth was filled with violence. And I want you to know right now, believe it or not, to go look this up, uh, and I thought this was very interesting that that word violence, if you look at it in the, in the Hebrew, it's, uh, it's, uh, Hamas, Hamas. Uh, did you get that? It's in the, in the Hebrew, it's Hamas. Right. Now I'm, I'm sure that they pronounce it, uh, like I was trying to pronounce the Hebrew, Hamas, you know, and everything, but it's Hamas. Hmm. And the earth was filled with Hamas. Hmm. Violence. Amen. Genesis six, chick. Six, chapter 11. Amen. I just wanted to get that in. Hey, uh, we are continuing, like I said, uh, Daniel uh, chapter 2, verse 31 says, Thou, O king, sawest, and behold, a great image, and this great image, whose brightness was excellent, stood before thee, and the form thereof was terrible. We're looking at that, you know, we're continuing our study in the book of Daniel, and Daniel has prayed with his friends his three friends, and God has given him the interpretation of the dream to Daniel. And remember, Daniel was not even given the dream. So we're going to pick up. We're actually going to backtrack and pick up right where I left off. We're going to be in chapter two, verse twenty-one. So let me uh, let me go ahead and encourage you to get your Bibles out right now and follow along with me, and uh, we'll get this uh, we'll get this thing going. Right? Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Hey, don't forget to praise God. Amen. Praise Him right quick while I drink some coffee. Right. Mm, I love my coffee. I got a sign here at the house. that says coffee and Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. My two favorite things, right? Okay. All right. We're looking here. Like I said, Daniel, he's done Nebuchadnezzar's done, had this troubling dream. Remember, go back. And if you haven't listened to, uh, to these other uh, two prior podcasts, I know I did the one, uh, Jerusalem, uh, Jerusalem, a cup of trembling. And I did that in honor and, and hoping that we could get a Get out there and 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 help and pray for Israel and all the things that are going on. But we're going to continue right now. And I know Nebuchadnezzar has already had this horrible dream, and he got gathered everybody together, and he wanted to get the people to to you know he wanted to get his astrologers, the magicians, and all these people, and he wanted to get them to uh, in not only interpret the dream but to tell him the dream. Now, and I've said things about that, you know how it's easier if we know what the dream is, to try to interpret it, right? But Daniel wants to come up with it and everything, and he did. And he had a little prayer meeting with his three friends. And that's what you do when you have a time of need and you have something you're praying about. Uh, We know that the Bible teaches that these things come only by prayer and fasting. And we know right now that when you want to get serious about something, you need an answer from the Lord, that that's what you need to do. You need to get on your knees. You need to pray. You need to pray. You need to fast. And you need to listen and get others to pray with you. And that's what Daniel has done here. And Daniel's expecting a... uh, uh, what you would call a uh, an, an answer from the Lord, and that's what we all want, right? We all want an answer from the Lord, and so he got, he's received the answer, and I left off here in, in verse uh, twenty. But Daniel answered and said, "Blessed be the name of uh, of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are His." And he's going to go home and pr- go on and t- and to do a little thanksgiving for the answered prayer here. And so we were picking up in verse twenty-one. I said, "And He changes the times and the season." He removeth kings. Now, let's talk about God. And setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise and knowledge to them that know understanding. And we need to understand some things right now. Let me just tell you, if anything comes out of me, it's good. That's Christ Jesus. That's the Holy Spirit that indwells within me. If anything comes out of me bad, that's my flesh. Amen. Sorry to say it, but that's me, you know. But I'm going to praise God. I'm going to thank him, you know. And I love the verse uh, where, where Jesus is about to raise Lazarus from the dead in front of all the people, all the witnesses that he has there. And I like the first thing he says, Father, I thank thee for hearing me. And I've learned to pray that because I thank God for hearing me because we know when he hears, we know we got the answer. It says uh, John nine thirty one. For God heareth not sinners, but if any man be a worshipper of God and 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 doeth his will, him he heareth. You know, and so uh, we, that that's the key to getting an answer to your prayers is letting God just hear you. You know, not having sin in your life, being a worshipper of God, you know, and everything. But he and God, didn't talking and Daniel giving praise to God, and he changes the times and the season. He removeth kings and setteth up kings. He giveth wisdom unto the wise, and knowledge to them to know understanding. We need to understand God's word. I pray to rightly divide it. I pray for God to help me and everything. And he revealeth the deep secret things. He revealeth the deep and secret things. He knoweth what is in the darkness, and the light dwelleth within him. Uh, you know, when we get to heaven, there's going to be no need for the sun or the moon anymore because God is the light. I love it in Genesis when when God said, let there be light. I believe right now I look at that totally different than I ever have before. I'm looking at it like, let there be Jesus Christ, amen, a savior until this world. See, because God knows he sees the beginning and God sees the end. He knows every all the things in between, He knows exactly what's going to go on. He knew that Adam was going to sin in the garden. He knew that Eve was going to. Tempt, uh, be tempted by the, the serpent, you know, and by the way, did the serpent crawl around on his belly before? No, that serpent must have had legs in the garden because that was the curse that was placed upon the serpent. Amen, praise the Lord. So that's, hey, you need to read your Bibles, you need to study and and you need to get into them. You know right now that to them that know understanding, we need to understand that God is a perfect and holy God and God does not like sin and he wants us to be sin free as close as possible. We know right now we live in a fallen world because of them taking the bite of the fruit and of the forbidden tree and everything, the tree of wisdom and knowledge and everything. So let me just tell you right now, that's exactly what we need to do now that we live in this fallen world is we need to seek. We need to strive. We need to do our best to be as holy, as holy, as holy as we can. And I'm trying to do that. And a lot of times I'm sorry, that this it hurts people's feelings sometimes when you say things like this, but I'm telling you right now, we don't need to be watching anything on TV anymore. We don't need to be watching anything secular. You need to separate self. Whatever you put these eyes into, you know, whatever you're looking at, whatever you're listening to, it if it's not uplifting the Lord, I don't want no part of it anymore. You know that's what Daniel and his three friends stood up for back. Remember back when they didn't want to defile themselves with the king's meat and 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 things. And this is three young men and and Daniel. So that's the total of four of them. The Fantastic Four is what I call them in that podcast, right? Because they stood out among the amongst the rest, and they stood for Jesus Christ. They stood for God. They would not defile themselves, and they are three perfect, four perfect examples, right? Of knowing understanding. Okay, now he revealeth the deep secrets, things he knoweth, what is in the darkness. And the light that dwelleth in him. Oh, praise God for that light. I know right now, uh, sometimes, uh, you know, we need light. We stumble if we're in the dark. You can't walk around. I can't tell you how many times I've stumped my toe, banged my knee or something like that, trying to get up to go to the bathroom because it's dark, you know. And we need to do our work while it's light. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. And notice this, verse 23, something we don't do enough. I thank thee. I thank thee. We need to thank God. And it says, and I praise thee. We need to thank God and we need to praise him. There's times we need to get on our knees and we don't need to do nothing but just praise him and thank him. You know, offer up praise, offer up that thanksgiving to God. Amen. Praise the Lord. And you know what? He'll, you know, he, he is pleased with that when we do these things. I thank thee and I praise thee, O thou God of my fathers, who has given, who hath given, who hast given me, I'll get it out in a minute here, wisdom and might. You want wisdom? Pray for it. I pray for godly wisdom more than I pray for anything for myself. I want godly wisdom to rightly divide his word. I want godly wisdom and knowledge and understanding of his will that I may walk in obedience and bear fruit. I want godly wisdom and knowledge and understanding to rightly divide his word. I want godly wisdom and knowledge and understanding of the times that we live in. We're not looking at the signs of the times. We're living in the times of the signs. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Everything is converging so fast right now, and I'm looking up every day expecting Christ to split the eastern sky and come home and that trumpet to sound. And I heard something today and never really thought about before. But you know, the preacher said this morning that, uh, you know, that you know, people that are, are not saved, they won't hear the trumpet sound. They'll just know that we're disappeared, we're gone. And let me just tell you right now, I've said this many times, they're gonna tell you aliens abducted us. Hey, be sure to share this with your friends. Let people know this podcast exists so they can hear the truth because, hey, we didn't disappear. Ain't no UFO going to come get me. The only unidentified flying object that I'm going to see is Christ Jesus, my Lord and Savior. And the only reason he's an unidentified flying object is because you don't know him. Amen, glory, hallelujah. But he gives wisdom and might. And I said, I'll pray for wisdom. I want wisdom and knowledge and understanding of eschatology, the end times, you know, and I praise God for that. And I think. Him for what the wisdom he has given me because we need to know. That's why I'm going through the book of Daniel. I want you to understand the things that are going on in our world today, the headlines and everything, and how it matches up perfectly with the Bible and what Daniel is going to say is what's going to happen. And we look at this and it says, Wisdom and might has made known unto me now what we desired of thee, for thou had now made known unto us the king's matter. The kings matter. Daniel is thanking and praising God because God has not only revealed the interpretation of the dream, he's given Daniel the dream itself. Now, and Daniel interprets the dream, interprets the dream here for the king, uh, here. And we're going to go ahead and move on. I'm, I'm rambling on, but hey, man, I can't help it. I love the Lord and I love reading his word. I love digesting it and I love putting it out there for people and helping them to understand truth. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Let me, this cord won't stay around me here. Let me see if I can get that hook there somewhere and get that thing out of my way. Praise the Lord. All right. Amen. Amen. Verse 24 says, therefore Daniel went into Ariok whom the king had ordained to destroy the wise men of Babylon. And he went and said thus unto him, Destroy not the wise men of Babylon. Bring me in before the king, and I will shew unto the king the interpretation. He's going to show him the interpretation. He's going to let him know. Then Arioch brought in Daniel before the king in haste. Of course, he brought him in in haste. He's like, "Hey, come on, quick!" You know, the king was ready to and cut off everybody's head and destroy all the wise men because they would not only they couldn't interpret the dream because they, they could they couldn't they didn't even know what the dream was. They like I said last week or the time the last podcast on Daniel, they could have faked anything if you have told them something, but they had no idea where to even to begin. But only God, Amen. Praise be to God. That's why Daniel's praised. That's why I'm encouraging you to praise him right now, because only God can have that kind of wisdom to interpret the king's dream and also give what the dream was. Amen. So then Arioch brought in Daniel before the king in haste. He rushed him in there and said unto the king, hey, 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 stop. Stop this decree that you have made to destroy everyone. I've found someone that knows what the interpretation of. I have found somebody that can tell you the dream and the interpretation. Praise be to God. And he says, in haste, and he said unto him, I have found a man of the captives of Judah that will make known unto the king the interpretation. The king answered and said to Daniel, whose name was Belteshazzar? Art thou able to make known unto me the dream which I have seen and the interpretation thereof? Daniel answered in the presence of the king and said, the secret, notice his answer here, the secret which the king hath demanded cannot the wise men, the astrologers, the magicians, or the soothsayers, shoo unto the king. They can't do it. It's impossible. No one can do it. No one but God. And there's a big verse, a big but right here in verse 28. I love this. But he's saying that. But. There is a God. <laughs> hey man, come on, somebody give him some praise. But there is a God in heaven that revealeth secrets and maketh known to the king Nebuchadnezzar what shall be in the latter days, the latter days, the dreams and the visions of the head upon thy bed are these. And as for the king, as for thee, O king, thy thoughts came into thy mind upon thy bed, what should come to pass hereafter? And he that revealeth secrets, maketh known to thee what shall come to pass. Amen. But as for me, notice the humbleness right here. This secret is not revealed to me for any wisdom that I have more than any living. He's a humble servant. Humble servant. You know, and God can't use you until you humble yourself. Amen. Notice that. There's nothing I've done. There's no great wisdom that I have, O king. Hmm. But as for me, the secret is not revealed uh, to me for any wisdom that I have more than any living, but for their sakes that shall make known the interpretation to the king and that thou mightest know the thoughts of thy heart. God's a revealer of the heart. When we search our hearts, we know the heart is wicked above anything else. We can't follow our hearts. We have to follow God's word. We have to follow scripture. Scripture. We have to do what it says. I I, I know I think you've heard me say this before, but sometimes I don't feel good. Sometimes I don't feel right. But you know what? I'm not going off my feelings, glory, hallelujah. I'm going off what the Bible teaches me, that I'm a child of God. And then he's going to give me wisdom. He's going to rightly divide the word for me. He's going to help me and give me wisdom and understanding. And we notice this. Now, notice the latter days that we talked about that. Like I said in my prayer, uh, I've often said we're in the last days. And that's what this is talking about. And I've changed. I said, man, we're in the last hour. And I've changed it again because I believe with all the stuff going on. We're in the last minutes. Now, I'm not saying that that, that in a matter of minutes that Christ is going to come, boom, just like that. <laughs> I'm not saying that. And when, you know, when we say we're in last days in the last hour, we know right now we're in the last times, the last seasons. Okay. So I know that God could come back any minute now. He could come back in the next few seconds. He could come back before I finish this podcast. He could come back in this week. There's nothing that has to be done for the Lord to come back. He can come back at any moment. And I want you to know that. I want you to be aware of that. And I'm saying that because time is, everything's converging. Never, never in the history of this world has all these Bible prophecies, things start are converging. Like I said, well, I know we're not living, we're not living in the signs of the times. We're living in the times of the signs. 'Cause they're every day, they're everywhere, every headline you read, every everything going on around the globe is all pointing to Jerusalem, that ticking. That second hand that's 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 ticking and clicking right now and down is counting down in time. Every breath, every day, every hour, every minute, every second is not nothing to waste right now because we have got to get out there. Believe me, if you've got lost loved ones, if you've got people that you know that they're not in church or, or if you've got people, you know, and love and care about now is the time to put away everything else and just share the gospel truth with them and let them know exactly what God's word says, because time is short and believe me no one I don't wish no one to end up in a place called hell not only is it separation from a loving and holy God but it's hell fire and brimstone smelling like sulfur and we know right now there's the, the Jesus Christ himself said there's weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth oh, just gnashing the pain that's there and the suffering and it's not just going to be for an hour it's not going to be for just a day that's going to be for eternity I wish no one to go there But it says here, the latter days, and I'm going to read this. This is my foundation study Bible, and it's got a lot of good stuff in it. And I really, and I just bought this. I'm a collector of Bibles, and I I bought this not too long ago, and it's been one of my favorite Bibles now. I go through a Bible. I read it several times, and and let me encourage you that. I'm not, I'm just telling you right now, I, I think that every Christian, every believer should read the Bible from Genesis all the way to Revelations, read the New Testament, read the Old Testament, read it all the way through, and then start all over again and keep doing it. And when I read through a Bible, I'll mark it all up and write stuff down. Then I may read it again and mark it up. And eventually I have to get a new Bible because I've marked all the things up in it. And now just about everywhere I go, I'm carrying two Bibles. I'm carrying my personal Bible and my preaching Bible. And And I can't. And and for some reason, it's like I need them both because I got stuff marked in this one, stuff marked in that one. But amen. Keep stop rambling, Stacy, and move on. Right. I get you. Okay. But anyway, the latter days, this is an expression used frequently for the end times when God will intervene in human history to establish his eternal kingdom. His eternal kingdom. You could find some cross references there from uh, uh, Hosea, chapter two or Isaiah chapter two, verse two, Hosea three and five, and Micah four, one through three. And I, for the sake of time, uh, since I am rumbling my mouth, uh, as usual, too much, I'm going to go ahead and just keep moving on. I just want you to have those scriptures. But hey, let me just tell you, I just did a, a, he's got the whole world in his hands on YouTube. He's got the whole world in his hands ministry. Uh, please be sure to put that in, go check that out. I just did the, um, the three woes of revelation. And I tell you, and it's really, it's really gets some hits and and thing going right now, but I encourage you to please go to my YouTube account and like and subscribe and everything because I just put that out and I, and I really went through some a lot of key things that are going to happen in Revelations. And and let me just tell you, like I said, I don't wish that on anyone uh, to go through that, but you could save yourself from all this wrath, all these things that it is to come if you just drop to your knees right now and accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. Believe in thine heart that God hath raised Christ Jesus from the dead. You know, and thou shall be saved. That's his, just believe. That's all you got to do. And that's what this ministry has been all about. Now, we're y'all pray for he's got the whole world in his hands of ministry. I'm actually doing some traveling right now and trying to promote this ministry and, and do things. And then I'm, God has given me liberty. Praise him. He's given me liberty to go around and, and, and do just that. And that's what I'm trying to do. And hey, and if you want me to come speak at your church, please contact me. Uh, I, my, I, I'll, my email is sgibson132 at comcast.net. That's sgibson132 at comcast.net. Please reach out to me. Let me know. I'll go anywhere within reason because uh, I do work a full-time job and everything, but I'll be, be glad to come and speak at your church about Bible prophecy. That's what I'm really into right now, eschatology and and or, and many other things. But more than anything else, and we're trying to help homeless people. We're trying to, to do what God would have us to do and everything. And so here's another, that's what I'm saying. I'm just a little plug for the ministry here, but also, uh, like I said, share this podcast and let, let others know that it exists, but, um, but we're trying to do what God would have us to do. And I know right now that, that that's exactly, uh, praise be to God. That's exactly, uh, I feel like I'm exactly in God's will and, and and doing what he'd have me to do right now. And, and I just want to thank him and praise him for it. And, you know, uh, so we're all so Bible prophecy, like I said, this and this is why we're going through this book of Daniel. I said that one time. So now let's get into the great image. And I hopefully, boy, hopefully I've got enough time to get all this through because uh, and everything. And maybe that we can finish out all the way and get to chapter three. But now we're going to look here that this great image. And that's what I really wanted to get to. The, and this is where my text came from. The title of the text here says that O king saw us and behold, a great image this great image, whose brightness was excellent, stood before thee, and the form thereof was terrible. This image's head was of fine gold, his breast and his arms of silver, his belly and his thighs of brass, his legs of iron, his feet part of iron and part of clay. Thou sawest till until that a stone was cut out without hands. Notice that that means no man has touched it. Let me just tell you right now: any time man touches anything, they corrupt it. Which smote the image upon the feet that were of iron and clay and break them to pieces. And iron and clay does not mix. You can't mix it and hold it together. So this stone came; it crashed it; it broke it. It was weak, and the and the whole. And every empire that the statue representative had, had uh, represented has fallen, and we know right now as I get into the to the statue and everything that we're going to see what the what each part was, and we already know right now this gold was Nebuchadnezzar, the gold head was him, and everything. But it break, and it says in that without hands, as this stone was cut out without hands, which smote the image upon the feet that were of iron and clay and break them to pieces. Then was the iron, the clay, the brass, the silver, and the gold broken to pieces together and became like the shaft of the summer threshing floor and was carried away. (sighs) Carried away with the wind, right? that no place was found for them and the stone that smote the image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ is the, the stone. He's the cornerstone. He's the rock amen, and he is going to be this mountain that's going to be established, and we're going to have the establishment of the millennial reign soon, a thousand years on this earth with nothing but peace, where I'm going to sit there and pet a lion just like it's a puppy dog, amen, glory, hallelujah, I'm still not touching any snakes though, but amen, glory, hallelujah, but praise be to God, it's going to be a time of perfect peace, amen, like never was before, Now, let's go ahead and get into the interpretation of this dream. In verse 36, it says, This is the dream, and and we will tell thee the interpretation thereof before the king. Thou, O king, art the king of kings, for the God of heaven hath given thee a kingdom, power, and strength, and glory. Nebuchadnezzar had a great kingdom. He had a kingdom. He was a king of kings at the time. He is not the king of kings. I want you to know that. That's the Lord Jesus Christ. But the Bible calls him a king of kings. He's a, an earthly king of kings. For God of heaven have given him. God have get, has given him. God has allowed him to prosper. Remember what we said back in before in the, in the earlier verse here, how God sets up kingdoms. God takes them down, right? And thou... O king art the king of kings, and he had given them a kingdom. He gave them a kingdom of power, he gave them a kingdom of strength, and he gave them a kingdom of glory. And whosoever the children of men dwell, the beast of the field and the fowls of the heavens, he hath hath he given into thine hand, and hath made thee ruler over all them, uh, over, excuse me, (laughs) made thee made thee ruler over them all. Thou art this head of gold. Nebuchadnezzar and his kingdom is the head of gold, and after thee shall arise another kingdom inferior to thee, and another third kingdom of brass, and shall bear rule over the whole, all the earth. And the fourth kingdom shall be strong as iron, for as much as iron breaketh in pieces and subdueth all things, and as iron breaketh all things, shall it break in pieces and bruise. And whereas thou sawest the feet and the toes part of potter's clay and part of iron the kingdom shall be divided but there shall be in it of the strength of the iron for as much as thou sawest the iron mixed with the miry clay and as the toes of the feet were part of iron and part of clay so the kingdom shall be partly strong and partly broken now I'm going to go back I got this Uh, diagram here or handout here that I've I've printed of the statue and and I'll put something up here shortly. And, and it's, and I'll, and notice uh, then, and I'm going to describe each one of these parts here to you in just a minute, but I want you to know, there's been a lot of controversy over verse 43. Think about that. A lot of speculation A lot of things is talking about it says, and where is verse 43, it says, Whereas thou sawest iron mixed with the miry clay, they okay, shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave one to another, even as iron is not mixed with clay. And I remember I put uh, I put this up here a while back, it's I put they and I put a question mark back. Well, who is they? Hmm. Uh, John Gill and his commentary I, I like what he put he says that when he talking about this they and the mingling here says he that they shall mingle themselves with the seed of men because it's it's very clear that the seed of men is mankind himself but uh, it's intermarriage is what John Gill says here and it says different kingdoms to join in favor and or in other words just like the Romans did with their strength and alliances they would you know kingdoms excuse me Kings would marry, uh, let their daughters marry another king that, that they're fighting against to bring peace sometimes and and to strengthen alliances and everything. And and that very well could be what it's talking about. Uh, I know right now that uh, some believe that if you go back to Genesis six and you believe with this, uh, the fallen angels uh, having sex with the uh, with the uh, with the with uh, the. Daughters of, you know, of the earth and everything. You know, let me just tell you right now, I I do not believe that. I do not believe that that was something that happened then. And I don't think that God's going to allow that to happen again. I could be wrong. Uh, Please uh, contact me, like I said, by email if you if you've got a thought on this or something. But I think I know exactly uh, what it's talking about here. And I'll share that with you because we know right now that in the end times, in the last days, in the latter days, and that's where we're at right now, that man is going to play God. And Daniel makes that clear as we keep going through the book of Daniel, you're going to find that and you're going to see this, right? Okay. But let me just tell you, man is playing God. And one way that man's playing God, uh, the WF, you've heard me do that. And like I said, go back to YouTube. You'll see I did a, an episode on Truth Matters called The Six Million Dollar Man, where I'm talking about him. Humanism 2.0, where I'm talking about taking, they're trying to morphosize and make man, part man, part machine, and make them work longer, work faster, and the global elites, they're pushing just Noah Havaldo Harari, and Klaus Schwab, and, and, and those, that's what they want. They want they're want. they trying their best, and I hate to put it this way, but it's the truth, they're trying their best. They want to kill 90% of the population of the earth, and they want the other 10% to be these half machine, half uh, human uh, but robots, or, or you know, uh, cyclops, uh, whatever you want to call them, uh, cyborgs, that's what I'm trying to think of, or something, you know, uh, like that, you know, uh, uh, something science fiction, you know, that what we would call it, like I said, the six million dollar man, part man, part machine, and with, and, you know, something that they can totally control something they can work without sleep, something they can do. And and like I said, they control. And if you ever buck, they can just push push the button and and boom, you're gone. You're know, you no longer needed. Mm, They're going to make it sound great. They're going to make it sound like, oh, you can work stronger. You can work faster. You can work harder. You can be more proficient. It's on and on. They'll go. You won't need any sleep. You're going to get so much accomplished. But I believe, you know, that looking now that I look at this, I believe this just may be what Daniel's talking about. And even Daniel didn't know. Let me just tell you, Daniel wanted to know all this stuff. And God said, seal the book up. It's not for you. It's till the end times. Okay. but we see now that what it might be talking about. And I believe right now that they're trying, they're experimenting with this stuff right now. And I think this may be God just telling them, even as iron is not mixed with clay, that it's not going to work. I don't think God's not going to allow it to happen. He's not, you know, it may happen to some degree, but it's probably going to fail, you know, because they don't mix. Only God can give life and only God can take away life. Right. Uh, And with with justice involved. So and so, like I said, uh, and whereas thou sawest the iron mixed with miry clay? They shall mingle themselves with the seed of men, but they shall not cleave one to another. It's not going to it's not going to work. Whatever it is, but they shall not cleave one to another, even as iron is not mixed with clay. So whatever it means, whatever this is talking about. It's not nothing to get in, to get into this, this b- great big debate or, and don't get angry with someone over because if they don't believe just like you do. And I look, I've had people get mad at me. I've had people disown me, so to speak, because of some of the teachings I'm doing right now. But I make things very clear when I tell you, even when I talk about the, the gap theory in Genesis. I, this is nothing to lose your salvation over. This is nothing that has anything to do with salvation. These are things that, you know, the more you study the Bible, the more you read, the more the The more you pray, the more you get into God's word, and the more you keep studying, you're going to see that God's going to show you things and that he hasn't shown other people yet. And why? It may be because they're not reading. They're not studying. Look, I've always got into God's word with an open mind, and I've never been so set in stone, and I'm not going to believe what my grandfather's taught me. I don't care how many generations it's been passed down from generation. This is what this verse means. This is what I'm going to search it out myself, and I'm going to find out what God shows me. We can't go off of what people just because my great, great grandfather was a preacher and that's where he preached. I'm going to preach the same thing. Hey, I think that's great. I think that's awesome. But we need to know what God's word is saying to us. We need to know what God's word is saying and not and not take other people's word for it. Now, let me just tell you, I didn't really want to go here, but I I am. uh, I have uh, went. uh, I just don't understand churches. Well, there's a lot of churches today. I don't understand churches that they don't open their Bibles. They don't bring their Bibles. I don't understand that. I Look, I'm going to a church. I'm going to follow along with what the preacher says. And I'm telling you right now, I'm not always going to believe. Now, there's been times that I said, you know what? I disagree with that preacher. And I have. I've disagreed totally. And I said, dear God, I'm. you know, I get my feathers ruffled just a little bit. And I go home and I say, you know what, that's that's it. I'm just, you know, but I humble myself and that's what you need to do. You humble yourself in prayer and you ask God to show you. And I've had to come back and say, you know what? I was wrong. God showed me where that preacher was right. And there's also been some times I've heard stuff that didn't sound right. And I went and studied that and I checked it out and I said, man, he's telling lies. You know, so amen. Praise God. Now, Boy, I'm just rambling on. Uh, hopefully we can get to, to the statue right now. I mean, with, with everything I want to get done. But in verse 44 says, and, and, but I did want to make that clear. I did want to bring those things out. And in the days of these kings shall the God of heaven set up a kingdom which shall never be destroyed. Remember that rock and that mountain I spoke of right over here? That's that rock and that mountain. This is Jesus Christ setting up his millennial kingdom, a kingdom that will last forever. Well, this is going to last for a thousand years, but then we're going to turn around and we're going to go into the eternal state where heaven, and it's going to be forever and ever and ever, never to be destroyed. Okay, never to be destroyed and the kingdom shall not be left to other people, but it shall break in pieces and consume all these kingdoms and it shall stand forever. See, uh, we're going to have a millennial reign, and that's when Christ is going to reign here on this earth, but God's going to sit on the throne for the rest of his life, for eternity. God's never getting up off the throne. For as thou sawest that the stone was cut, and the mountains without hands, and that it break in pieces the iron and brass, and the clay, and the silver, and the gold, the great God hath made known to the king what shall come to pass hereafter, and the dream is certain, and the interpretation thereof sure. Now, I've just got three, uh, one, two, three, four more verses I'm going to read, and then I'm going to pull the handout of the statue. I will be putting something up here, and, and I know I'm running out of time here, so I'm going to be quick about this, hopefully, and we can get through this. So next week, we're going to go into this, uh, uh, the king's image of gold and and, uh, and everything that is set up, and and uh, this is going to uh, feature uh, Hanani, Azariah, and Meshel, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and we'll get to that next uh, next time. Amen. But verse 46 says, Then the king Nebuchadnezzar, notice this, he fell upon his face and worshiped Daniel and commanded that they should offer an ovulation of sweet odor unto him. Now, the Bible doesn't say anything about this, but let me tell you, I know Daniel's heart. I know how this man loved God, and I'm sure right now that he looked at Nebuchadnezzar and told him to rise up. It's not it doesn't say it in here, but I know that's what he did. I know he said, look, don't worship me. There's no wor- You're The only one we're supposed to worship is God himself. Amen. And the king answered to Daniel and said, of a truth it is that your God is a God of gods and Lord of kings and a revealer of secrets. Seeing thou couldest reveal this secret. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Praise be to God for what he's done. Then the king made Daniel a great man and gave him many great gifts and made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon and the chief of the governors over all the wise men of Babylon. He was Jew. Well, don't you know this made the other uh, guys angry? Don't you know they didn't like Daniel because of this? This guy coming over here, he's been taken away from his home in captivity. He's in a strange land, didn't know the language, didn't know anything. And all of a sudden, boom, just like that, he's second in command. Just like Joseph. Remember Joseph? <laughs> Amen. Another podcast, right? <laughs> but then Daniel questioned of the king, and he said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And I like to call him Hananiah, Azariah, and Meshach, because those are godly names. And he said, uh, then uh, Daniel, the king, then Daniel requested the king. Then he said, Hanani, Azariah, and Mishael over the affairs of the providence of Babylon. But Daniel sat at the gate of the king. Amen. Glory. Hallelujah. Praise be to God for that. Uh, now, I just want to briefly, I just want to kind of go into the uh, this uh, the statue. And like I said, I'll put something up here, but the head of gold we know was Babylon lasted from 612 to 538 B.C. The God of heaven had given the king power, strength and glory over the whole earth. Babylon was saturated with gold and great and splendor. The, The breast and the arms of silver. This is what we know as the Medo Persian Empire, 538 to 333 BC. The two arms represent the two sides, the Medes and the Persians. And the belly and the thighs of bronze represents Greece. And from 333 to 168 BC, under the leadership of Alexander the Great, during his lifetime, his soldiers were dressed in bronze and brass helmets, breastplates, shields, and swords. And interesting. The legs of iron we look at from 160 is Rome, 168 BC to 476 AD. This kingdom was strong as iron with the power to crush and shatter everything and everyone in its path. The iron legs of Rome were legendary and known for their ability to crush all resistance with an iron heel. And now we're going to get to where we are now. All these kingdoms, all these kingdoms have have risen to power and fallen. And we know right now that a lot of people do believe, and I am one of them, I believe right now that there's going to be a revised Roman Empire that's going to rise. And the the feet and the toes and the irons and the clay represent the future kingdom uh, comprised of a confederation of ten nations under the rule of the Antichrist. The ten nations, the ten toes. And we know right now this rock is gonna come. Amen. This rock of Gibraltar, right? This rock of Jesus Christ. This big rock is gonna, it's not made with man's hands, it's gonna come, it's gonna crush this final the feet. Notice this the feet. Let me just tell you something interesting about the statue. All these kingdoms as they have been there, and I think it's interesting how this was written so early. A lot of people, a lot of people think that Daniel is it was written a lot later than it was just because of the accuracy of the things that he predicted. I mean, how could you predict Alexander the Great conquering? How could you predict all these things happening? So, uh, so many prophecies have been fulfilled that many scoff at the writings of Daniel and think that there's this, there's no way he can know all these things, but he did. The final government is going to be the new world order. The 10 toes, the 10 horns, it is the 10 kingdoms with a little horn that's going to come out and it's going to be the Antichrist. We know the beast is going to come out of the sea. If you read Revelations, we know right now this beast system is going to happen and you're going to be required to take a mark. And the mark of the beast and the number of that mark is 603 score and six is 666. And you won't be able to buy, you won't be able to sell, you won't be able to do anything. And if you take this mark, you're going to to become the seed of Satan and there's no hope for you. But there's hope for you right now. There's hope for you right now. All you got to do is just call on Jesus Christ and he'll save you. And let me just tell you that no statue can stand when you take the feet out. This rock that comes down from heaven, it's going to come down. It's going to destroy the feet and every kingdom is going to fall. We know right now the Babylonian, the great kingdom has already fallen. We know right now the the Medes and the Persian empires have fallen. the uh, the the Greek and Massa uh, Greco and the Macedonian empires have fallen. The Roman Empire has fallen, and America is the great empire that was. And I say was because we are fallen. You know, we used to be send America used to send out so many missionaries, and now it's almost like, boy, the missionary field's right here at home. There's so many woke churches right now. There's so many people. That are just, uh, you know, it's just, it's horrible. It's crazy what's coming into the stone that destroys the statue. All governments, all governments will be destroyed in Christ. Will rule and will reign. You know, I don't really have time, any prophecy news notes. I think I've given you a lot of stuff. I just want to say, pray for Israel and pray for what's going on. I hope you're enjoying this study in Daniel. Uh, We're going to pick up chapter three uh, next time. And and like I said, please let everybody know this podcast exists and help us to get the uh, truth out there all around the globe. And uh, like I said, pray for Israel and pray for America. Let's pray for revival, that God would give us a great revival in the land. But you know what, where revival starts, let me just tell you right now, look at me right now, revival starts right in your heart and it starts today. I shut this computer off. I shut this thing down. I end this podcast. I want you to do a favor for me. I want you to fall to your knees. If you're lost and you don't know Jesus Christ, I pray that you'd fall to your knees and accept him. I pray that you would pray for this ministry as I pray for you because I pray for all my listeners. I thank God for them. And I'm going to do that just now. Dear God, I love you and I thank you. For all these listeners that are listening, I pray that they would find Christ Jesus if they're lost. I pray they'd get back on fire for you, Father, if they're in a backslidden condition. And I pray you'd open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing upon them they can't contain. Dear Lord, if they're in the center of your will. Dear God, I pray they would share this episode. I pray they'd let people know it exists. I pray they would go to my YouTube channel and subscribe and like. And I pray, dear God, that you would bless this ministry and financially, Father, dear God, that we'd be able to keep reaching out and helping the homeless and helping those and find salvation because that's what we want to do. And we'll help anybody in any kind of way, dear God. I pray for all these orphanages that are out there, Father, and all these children, dear God, all these orphans, Father, dear Lord. I pray for all the children that are being uh, deceived, Father, dear God, by all the wokeness in the world. I pray for the children that are that are having unseemingly acts done to them this very minute, Father, right now. Children that have been snatched up, Father, dear God, that find themselves in sex trafficking, and slave labor, Father, dear Lord. Dear God, I know there's schools out there that are teaching demonic classes, Father dear God. We know our public schools right now are not teaching truth. They're brainwashing. They're teaching memorization, Father dear God, not creativity. And dear God, they're definitely not teaching the Bible. I pray for our future. I pray for revival. I pray for America, Father, dear Lord. And I pray for Israel and its enemies, Father, dear Lord. I pray, dear God, that, that that Israel, you'd strengthen them to wipe out every one of them, Father, dear Lord, that are trying just to kill innocent children in front of their families, dear God, that are doing evil and wicked and demonic things right now, Father, dear Lord. Dear God, in the six-day war, you showed up and you showed out, Father, dear Lord. And I pray you'd do it again. I pray for all the Jews that are wailing at the wall right now, Father, dear God, that you'd open up their eyes, their hearts, and their minds and let them see, Father, dear God, that Jesus Christ was the Messiah. They no longer need to wait for a Messiah to come. They need to. They just need to look to Christ and know that he's going to come back. And I pray, dear God, for each and every person that's starving, for all the homeless people, and for all the people that simply lost and died without you. And I thank you, dear God. Thank you for that blood of Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ, I pray. Amen. Jesus Christ, our Hama Mashiach, the Yahshua. Amen. Glory be to God. Hey, this is Evangelist Stacy Gibson with He's Got the Whole World in His Hands Ministry. Thank you for listening to Podcasting for Christ. And we'll see you next time. God bless.